Welcome to the podcast of First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a welcoming and progressive Unitarian Universalist congregation, deeply committed to love and justice. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. Good morning. One of the ways that we care after the world is by caring for and with each other. So if you are, uh, a special welcome to you if you are new among us, wherever you are. If you still consider yourself to be new or it's your first time, thank you for what it takes to come into a new space, however you show up. We hope to meet you with a greeting and a welcome that's worth the time and the trust that you invest with us. And if that doesn't count for you, if you've lost count of how many times you've been here, welcome back. Thank you. You renew who we are. You give us a vote of confidence and you help us to the present moment. Friends, there's a, in care of, in care of our uh, well-being, <laughs> in care of our well-being together. Uh, I have a few announcements. Uh, there is a loop system that is installed in this sanctuary, and you should know about that, whether you're in the sanctuary or not, should you ever be. And uh, we continue to have our assisted hearing devices uh, here and available for you. If those are, uh, if those are among your needs, please, uh, feel free to talk with an usher and see the liberal for more details. And I'm told to announce an open house next Sunday. I'm told because there is an open house next Sunday and you can see the liberal for more details um, uh, on that as well. But it's a chance to, um, in a freer, more expansive time, get more acquainted, get reacquainted with the sanctuary with the building, with the grounds, with this space we have called our home. You are very welcome to attend and to keep that space with us. There were two kids uh, whose names I always forget. What were their names? Does anyone have them? Uh, does anyone know the name of one person? I promise. I. I I promise if you tell me, I will keep it in my memory this time. Anybody? Any name? Mike? Fantastic. Okay, there was a kid named Mike. And Mike had a sibling, a sibling who, whose name was? Haram? Yes. Okay, Mike and Haram, of course. Okay. Mike and Haram were of the age in school, they were quite little, before the standard adult rules for keeping quiet in public were of any interest to them. And they played around with joy all through their classroom and got into a little bit of trouble because it was told that they were disturbing the peace and the progress of the learning. <laughs> So Mike and Haram ventured home and at the end of the driveway, they could see that their parents were waiting for them. 
and they said, school called. Mike and Ron were terrified. <sighs> school called. What will we do? It's time to call a family meeting. Well, they called that family meeting and sat around a table. And just as they were about to call it to order, Mike and Haram said, wait, 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 wait. And they walked. They walked as fast as their legs would carry them. They walked up into their rooms and grabbed upside down flower pots with the bottom on the top. There was a little candle on the inside. And they each pretended to take a light and they lit and they breathed. Well, by the end of that family meeting, all had gone just fine. They had all agreed in how to live better with each other, how to make a little more noise sometimes, how to be quiet at others. But the parents wanted to know, and they both asked almost at the same time, what was that upside down flower pot with the bottom on the top? And with confidence and relief, they could say, Mike and Haram, they said, oh, we, we made those in RE class. We call those chalices. They're to remind us whenever we light them to bring our best selves to the table. And when the family meeting began, you said school called, we were terrified. And we wanted to make sure that you brought your best self to the table. So is it with our chalice? that we light the way ahead, seeking wisdom together, seeking love and companionship in one another's company. We light this chalice then with our covenant alongside. I invite you to speak the words with me. Love is the spirit of this church and service is its law. This is our great covenant dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. Everyone can help with the next hymn. It goes, It's me, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I bring you a song from my heritage, which I always return to when I need to find this special spot of meditation in my own heart. Sing it with me as you will. Uh, be blessed by the sound as you will. Just no spectators. It's me. It's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. We could use a percussion. It's me, it's me, O oh Lord. Thank you. Standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, O oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. Now the next part goes, I'll sing this something to you all. And you say, standing in the need of prayer. 
And then I'll sing something different entirely. But you say standing in the need of prayer. Let's try it again. Not my mother, not my father, but it's me, oh Lord. I hear it. Not my sister, not my brother, but it's me, oh Lord. Oh yeah, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. One more time, it's me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Let's take it home. It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. May our prayers be heard in our hearts and its work in our hands. Friends, our, um, our service this morning, our time together this morning, as the, as the title might have implied, might have tipped you off, is a journey into prayer. We understand prayer many, many different ways in Unitarian Universalism. And as we go on this journey together, you may have noticed in the invitation to the service, those of you at home, we invited you to have fidget toys, Play-Doh, things that uh, can occupy your hands while your attention, while your heart is called into prayer. And here in the sanctuary, we have a similar uh, invitation for you. You will see over on the chancel a little pile of uh, chenille sticks, otherwise known as pipe cleaners, depending on your age. And you are most welcome to come down at any point in the service and grab a handful of those to uh, craft and to bring your body into prayer in the same way as your heart and your spirit are. I was taught a quotation, a reading, a bit of personal scripture has become to me from the philosopher of France, Simone Weil. Simone Weil said, to understand prayer, you must first understand that prayer is absolutely unmixed attention. Absolutely unmixed attention is prayer. When we dare to focus our minds to be calm in the space of our connection, when we focus our spirits in similar direction, when we allow our warmth to combine This is prayer in all its forms. This too is prayer. So I welcome you into a meditation that invites you to listen.
The prayer will sound in the form of music. Open your ears to the song. Let's hear what the music speaks to us and the art has to say. May we find the same richness of color and harmony in the still small voice if we listen from within. Amen. in the 
listen more often to things than to bees. Listen more often to things than to bees. Tis the ancestor's breath when the fire's voice is heard. Tis the ancestor's breath in the voice of the water. Here at church, we pray when we gather on Sundays as a way to bring unmixed attention to what's happening in our lives. Sometimes when we gather, our hearts are filled with joy, other times with sorrow. Life is both joy and sorrow, and all the feelings and experiences in between. And we know that when we share what's on our hearts in community, when we share our unmixed attention with the unmixed attention of others, the strength and the power of each other. What we can hold in community grows and is stronger and bigger and brighter. And so I invite you to bring your unmixed attention, to bring the strength and the power and the focus of your heart to this time, to this place, as we join together in prayer. Our prayer this morning comes from the poet Joy Harjo, who writes in a poem called Eagle Poem, to pray you open your whole self to sky, to earth, to sun, to moon, to one whole voice that is you. And know there is more that you can't see, can't hear, can't know except in moments steadily growing and in languages that aren't always sound but other circles of motion. Like Eagle that Sunday morning over Salt River, circled in blue sky, in wind, swept our hearts clean with sacred wings. We see you, 
see ourselves and know that we must take the utmost care and kindness in all things. Breathe in, knowing we are made of all this. And breathe, knowing we are truly blessed because we were born and die soon within a true circle of motion. Like eagle rounding out the morning inside us, we pray that it will be done in beauty, in beauty. Friends, this is what we do when we gather in this kind of prayer. We see you, see ourselves and know that we must take the utmost care and kindness in all things. And so I invite you to speak aloud, to share in the chat, or to hold in silence, but in community, those people or events or feelings that you would like to surround in utmost care and kindness this morning. Here in this congregation, we hold fear. We offer it up to be held in community. We hold our loved ones, children and elders, parents and siblings. We hold relationships that are ending. and the joy of relationships beginning. We hold our grief in this time when grief feels closer to the surface. We hold the educators in our communities and in our lives so grateful for their hard work, their dedication, their commitment to the safety and the care of our children. We hold life that is growing inside us. And we hold Reverend Jen Crow and her family in our hearts this morning as she is in Maryland caring for her father this week. And as the poet writes, we breathe in knowing we are made of all this. And we breathe knowing we are truly blessed because we were born and die soon within a true circle of motion. Like eagle rounding out the morning inside us, we pray that it will be done in beauty. In beauty. We pray that the grip of addiction be loosened, that the weight of oppression be lightened, that truth be told, that joy break through, and that love make every suffering bearable for us all. Amen.
Rumi writes, God picks up the reed flute world and blows. Each note is a reed coming through one of us. A passion, a longing pain. Remember the lips where the wind breath originated and let your note be clear. Don't try to end it. Be your note. The wisdom of Rumi. I love that Rumi piece. It has captivated my heart since Glenn Thomas shared it last week. I'd like to share it again. God picks up the reed flute world and blows. Each note is a need coming through one of us, a passion, a longing pain. Remember the lips where the wind breath originated and let your note be clear. Don't try to end it. Be your note. Imagine that. Imagine that with me. Rumi. Rumi, the poet, looks around and sees the world, wonders how it is that humans can be so unique, so precious, so full of feeling and passion and pain. Maybe he hears a reed flute playing somewhere nearby. Maybe he has one sitting there in the room with him and imagines, imagines. Imagines. 
sees the world around him transform into a world of notes. Each of us a note with our own tone, our own sound, each of us a note with a specific length. And each note meaning each of us capable of calling forth all manner of feelings and images and ideas, usually because of the other notes around us or maybe because of the notes that are not around us. Sometimes it is the space between the notes that gives shape and meaning. Rumi imagines back further asking where did these notes come from and imagines God, that creative spark of the universe, as a being playing a celestial flute, imagines each note that comes through that flute as one of us, as one part of this great big world. This, I like to imagine, this enlivens Rumi. And we shouldn't be surprised here. Rumi was a great poet of the mystical, seeing God, the divine, the miraculous everywhere. Fully intoxicated on life and love, Rumi was. And as poets do, wanted to tell everyone about it so that we too might look upon our own lives with eyes and heart and senses of amazement and glory and gratitude. So Ruby gets excited by this thought, by this imagining. God playing the celestial flute, each of us a note, the notes that were at the start of the song, our ancestors, the notes not yet played, our descendants, and each of us a note finding our way in the world. Don't forget where you come from, says Rumi, breathed into being by the divine wind. Let yourself be carried, says Rumi. Allow yourself to be your note. Allow yourself to be your note. And where Rumi left off, Miles Davis comes in several thousand years later, saying, man, sometimes it takes you a long time to sound like yourself. Let yourself be carried. Let your note take shape. Have patience. The song that is you was playing before you were born. Allow your life to unfold. And when patience is scarce, consider some form of prayer to find again, to listen again to the sound of your note that you might find the space of resonance 
and rest there. Be your note, friends. Don't rush to cut it off. Don't be quick to assume you know its shape and tone, beginning and ending. Allow the God breath to move through you, listening for how it wants your note to be shaped, allowing that it can take a long time to sound like yourself. Have patience. Live the questions. Be your note. May it be so. As Miles Davis said, sometimes it takes you a long time to sound like yourself. Friends, I'd like to acquaint you or perhaps reintroduce you to one of the very first encounters I ever had in the real world with prayer. It was the words and the music of the 20th century prophet, the hip hop artist, the rap star, and the very reverend MC Hammer. Brace. You gotta pray just to make it today. 
I think sometimes we, forgot, we forget that we are in human bodies. And human bodies pay attention and focus and deepen in all sorts of magnificent ways. I think sometimes we get caught in thinking that prayer can only take the shape of the long and the quiet and the plaintive. But when we show up, really show up to who we are in the moment and what is around us, to what love might be calling for us to do next, sometimes that inspires us to absolute stunned silence. But sometimes it inspires us to honor the rhythm in our feet so that it motivates them to work for justice. Maybe it puts a clap in our hand or a song on our voice. Maybe it lights our eyes, these prayers. Maybe there's joy there too. So we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a welcoming community that finds strength in the diversity of identities of all who find inspiration and comfort here. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Text FIRSTUNIV, that's F-I-R-S-T-U-N-I-V, to 73256 to make your gift. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.